Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. worship you, Jesus. We thank you. We give you glory, honor, and praise for this another day that you have allowed us to see. You are worthy, Father. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy of the praise, Lord. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy of the praise. I want to thank you, Jesus, for being so good. In spite of what we are going through, you are still good. That's why we sing, you are worthy, Jesus, you are worthy, Lord, you are worthy of Precious Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church, Kenston, North Carolina, USA. I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. This is why we're singing. You are worthy, Master. You are worthy of the glory. You are worthy, yes, you are. You are worthy, Jesus. You are worthy of the praise. Give you all the praise, Lord. 
Master, you are worthy. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy. You are worthy of the praise, Lord. You're worthy. Amen, amen. God bless you, children of God. We do greet each of you once again in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Once again, I'm Apostle Robert Bryan, pastor of the Christian Center Church, Kenston, North Carolina, USA. And we want to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word. Now, uh, those of you that have been worshiping with us, uh, you know that I have been um, dealing with a back injury uh, I thank God for life, health, and strength. I'm going to try to stand up um, and minister today. I've been sitting down a little bit as this back has really been a trial, but it's healing me little bit by little bit, and I'm very thankful and appreciative to him for who he is and all that he is doing. Now, for those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled what's in What's in you? What's in you? You know, a lot of times people say that uh, money changes character. You know, a lot of times people, they might have been one way before they got some money, and then all of a sudden when they get some money, they start behaving in uh, another way. Well, I don't disagree with that. I believe that money you know, sometimes it it can change character. But most of the time what I believe happens with money is that money reveals character. Um, We were watching on the news the other day here, one lady that had just won a jackpot giveaway for $128 million. She was being arrested for marijuana smoke. And, uh, you know, they set her bail, which I thought was ridiculous, at $6 million. Six million dollars for smoking some marijuana. Not that smoking marijuana is right by any means, but um, you know I, I believe there were a number of individuals, especially in the court system and in her area, that knew that she had won that money, and uh, they were attempting to uh, extort, basically extort some from her, set that bail at such a high number. But the point is. You know, I'm sure that smoking marijuana was something that was not not new to her. But sometimes, you know, the truth of the matter is being broke is one of the best things for some of us. Some of us, see, because until your character can get developed properly, being broke or not having any money can be a a shield to you. God knows that some of us, if he was to give us a large sum of money, some of us would would smoke ourselves to death, would eat ourselves to death, would drink ourselves to death, would fornicate ourselves to death. So sometimes being broke is actually a shield. God is using that to protect you from your own self. You know, God likes to bless us 
when he knows that we are capable of handling the blessing properly. So understand that this is sometimes why some things have not manifested in our lives because God is sitting back saying, look, I know you don't need that right now. I know you are not ready for that right now. Who's in you? We looked at capital A, flesh. Romans chapter 8, verse 9, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 50. We looked at capital B, Satan. Sometimes the devil jump in us, children of God. We saw that in Scripture, Matthew chapter 16, 23, 1 Samuel chapter 21, verse 1. Capital C, hurts. Understand that there are some hurts that are in us, children of God. Some things that we have experienced, some things that we have gone through that have hurt us, whether they be physically whether they be in our soul, whether they be in our spirit. We have experienced some hurts, and, you know, I'm, I'm going through a hurt right now with this particular back, and, and you know, uh, it's not that I was doing anything extra special when, when, when the, the injury came, but right now uh, I know that there's a fear in me of doing the very thing. I'm not going to tell you all what I was doing when I injured myself, but um, – I know right now there's a fear in me of doing that thing again simply because it hurts so bad uh, or it caused such a hurt in my back. And so, you know, we, we understand that, that uh, sometimes as children of God we have to get over and deal with some hurts, some past hurts, in order for us to move on and to, um, to get what God has in store for us. We're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 26, very briefly, children of God. As uh, my time is somewhat limited in standing and preaching, as this back is better, but it is still very, very painful. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 26, the Apostle Paul writes, If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Capital C, hurts. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. We thank you again, Father, for another beautiful day. We thank you, Father, for you are a healer. Some healings you bring instantaneously. Some healings you bring bit by bit. But we thank you and we bless your name. We know that you do everything according to your perfect timetable and your perfect time schedule. So we give you glory, honor, and praise. We pray, Father, that you'll speak in our midst today, that you will continue to heal us of our various hurts and our various disappointments, whether they be physical, solical, or spiritual, that we might move on and move forward in you, move to the glorious destiny that you have in store for us. We're trusting, Father, that as, we, as you do these things for us, we will continue to give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise that you deserve. This is our prayer. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Uh, as we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 on down through 31, God shows us about the physical body and the what? Spiritual body. Physical body, our physical bodies and the spiritual body of Christ have a lot of similarities. Bible says, first of all, in verse 12, 
that the body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts. Understand that the church is a unit, even though we are made up of many parts. Just as in your natural body, you can't have a body with just one part. You can't have a church with just one part. You need more than one part. This is why God tells us in his word that where two or three, what, are gathered together in his name, he is in the midst. The church must be made up of parts. The body, your physical body, must be made up of parts. The body is a unit. Now, what we've got to keep in mind, children of God, whether or not you are in Africa, whether or not you're in Europe, whether or not you're in Australia, and I'm in the United States, whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whether you're male, female, barbarian, Scythian, slave, or free, we must keep in mind that we are one in Christ. If the Spirit of God is in you, if the Spirit of God is in me, then we are connected and we are united for eternity. We are connected and we are united for eternity. Now, you don't like me and I don't like you. We might as well get over it because as children of God, uh, we're going to have to spend eternity together. And nobody's going to be in heaven with their mouth poked out. Nobody's going to be running around in heaven rolling their eyes. We need to go ahead on and, and fix our face and get ourselves together, learn how to live with one another, deal with one another properly right here because we are one. Now, with that in mind, Paul wrote to the church, and he told him, he said, if one part suffers, if one part. Now, you say, Apostle, what's driving that? My back is hurting me. Well, don't you know that, that my arms are affected? Don't you know that my legs are affected? Uh, why? Because there's a part of the body that is hurting, and it is causing the whole of the body to be hurting. There's one part. You must run and get one part. On, on your body that is hurting. We've got another thing here with a twisted ankle. That, that twisted ankle or that injury is causing the whole rest of the body to have to do some things differently. Now they're walking on crutches, so now the arms got to get used to carrying weight that they're not used to carrying. Now the other leg, sometimes the, the individual wants to move and is hopping on the other leg, so now the other leg is having to carry all the weight of the body. Why? Why? Because one part is injured. So when you say, Apostle, why is that important? What do we need to keep in mind? That because we are one, as long as there is one in the body of Christ that is hurting, as long as there is one in the body of Christ that is injured, as long as there is one in the body of Christ that is not uh, 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 at 100% functionality, then all the rest of us are suffering as well. If one part suffers, Every part suffers with it. It's not enough for pastor to be financially blessed when there are members in the congregation that are not. It's not enough for the bishop to be doing well when there are uh, uh, ministers under his care that are not. We have work to do, children of God, until all of us have reached the place that God wants us, until all of us are abundantly blessed, until all of us are healed, until all of us are delivered, until all of us are mature, and until we have work to do. Because even though you personally may not be experiencing a particular thing, if someone in the body, one of your brothers or sisters, is experiencing the thing, then we too are experiencing it. And with that being said, the Bible says, 
that if one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you can flip that. Because we're one, if one part of us is being honored, if one brother somewhere is in the faith is being honored for something, don't you know that we are being honored? Why? Because we are one. Same way if one brother, you know, sometimes pastors, you hear about them in the news, they've fallen into some sin or got caught into some kind of sin. That's a reflection on all of us. It's not just him. And this is why we want to be careful about judging too hard and judging too harshly when one of our brothers or sisters falls, because the reality is it could have been me. It could have been you. And God says the reality is it is you, and it is me. Because if one of us suffers, if one of us falls, you ever think about falling down when you're walking somewhere, maybe you fall on the ice or you trip and fall. It's not just your feet that fell. What else fell? Legs, arms, everything. When you fall down to the ground, everything fell down. So when, when, a, when a brother or sister in the faith is, is, is caught in a sin or has fallen into sin or, or weakness, then all of us have fallen, and we have to keep that in mind. All right? If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now look at verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ. With all this being said, about the body and how the body works and how the body is arranged and, and the different parts and their function. This part, the Spirit of God now lets us know we are the body of Christ. Now, you can't have your hands talking negatively or feeling negatively about the feet. Why? Because we all part of the same body. So it is with us as born-again believers. We are one. We are to, we are to be, you know, our enemy is sin, but uh, we come against sin wherever it shows its head because where there's sin, there is the devil. Keep that in mind. Where, there, where there's sin, there is the devil instigating, promoting, encouraging. That's what he does. Where there are lies, there is the devil. Where there is confusion, where there is the devil. There are certain things that the devil brings, and you and I are to be uh, sensitive to the Spirit of God that we may recognize when the devil shows himself, because there are certain things that he's going to bring with him. Now we are the body of Christ. Watch this. And each one of you is a part of it. Now, just like if your hand gets cut off from the rest of the body, it won't live long. It might jerk and do one or two things for a while, but eventually it will die because the hand is made to be connected to the body. You out there under the sound of my voice, you child of God, you, are, you can't just decide you're not going to go to church. You won't live like that. You won't prosper. You are breaking God's instruction. You will eventually die. You were made to be a part of the church. I was made to be a part of the church, just like that hand, just like a finger. Any part of the body, you cut it off from the body, eventually it will die, eventually, because parts of the body are made to be connected with the body. You and I, children of God, we are made to be connected with the body of Christ. We are made to be connected with children of God. We are made to be connected with the church. In the church, God has appointed, first of all, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then workers of miracles. Also, those having gifts of healing, those able to help others, those with gifts of administration, 
those speaking in different kinds of tongues. Then the bird body comes back in, verse 29, and the Spirit asks, are all apostles? No. Are all prophets? No. all teachers? No. Do all work miracles? No. Do all have gifts of healing? No, of course not. Do all speak in tongues? No. Do all interpret? No. But then he said, but eagerly desire the greater gift. That's love. Love is the greater gift. Love is the greatest gift. Love is what all of this is about. It should be it's what all of the preaching and all of the teaching is really about. It's what all of the giving, all of the sacrificing is really about. That is the goal. The goal in our Christian walk is that God may bring us up in love, which is him. God is love. He does a lot of things, but what he is is love. Just like the body of Christ, it does a lot of things, but our goal should be love. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? In order for us to grow up in love, we got to get past some hurts. We got to get past some disappointments. We got to get past some things that, that are not like we want them to be, some things that didn't work out like we wanted them to work out, and, and we got to get past. In order for love to do its thing, we got to get past some hurts. Somebody may have done you wrong. Somebody may have mistreated you. Somebody, we got to get past that in order to get to love. Just like the nation of Israel, they had to get past the Hittites. They had to get past the Jebusites. They had to get past the Hivites and all these other ites. In order to get into the promised land, you and I, we got to get past some things in order to get to love. May God bless you, children of God, and may heaven smile on you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you today for being who you are and doing what you do. Father, thank you for allowing us the privilege to come together to worship you one more time, to sing praises to your glorious name one more time. Forgive us, Father, our sins and our iniquities as we uh, uh, attempt to do those things that are pleasing in your sight. We thank you and we worship you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Three questions, children of God. Explain how the physical body and the spiritual body are alike. Explain how the physical and the spiritual body or the church is alike. Number two. What does oneness in Christ mean? What does oneness in Christ mean? And then number three, what is the gift? What is the goal of all the gifts? What is the goal of all the gifts in the body of Christ? you can reach us through email at thechristensternchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.rchurch.com backslash member backslash to backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Speakcast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 and 7 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444. Enter ID 17959. 
Osprey Cast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Chris and Sam Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our Talk to You homepage. God bless you and heaven smile you in Jesus' name. Amen. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.